Yup, yup. Welcome back to another bonus episode of the Breathe, Faith, and Creativity podcast. Yup, that's right. Another bonus episode. As many of you know, in addition to podcasting, pastoring, and being a coffee expert, I'm also a spoken word artist. Unfortunately, since the lockdowns took place back in March of 2020, I, along with performing artists across the world, had to cancel tours and in-person performances. Of course, many of us took to Zoom, IG Live, uh, YouTube Live, creating special accesses on our Patreon pages, you name it, all just to get a sense of normalcy when it comes to performing. The world is slowly opening up and live shows are being carefully reinstated, but we still have a long ways to go. That being said, other than the monthly open mics that I help lead as part of the Definitive Soapbox team, I haven't really performed a poetry set in the past year and a half until now. That's right. I want to take the next few moments as part of our bonus episode series to share a few spoken word pieces with you. So, that being said, enjoy. So, this first piece is actually one of the newer pieces I've written, and it's a golden shovel piece. And for those of you who don't know what a golden shovel is, it's where you take a line from one of your favorite poets, and the words of that particular line become the last words of each line in a new poem that you create. And this piece was inspired by the homie, shout outs to Rudy Francisco. And one of his lines that says this, I'm learning to love the parts of myself that no one claps for. So this is my golden shovel. There's always enough time in the day to stop for yourself. I'm learning to love all of me, even when, like photos, I'm still in a moment of yesterday. Trapped, frozen, numb. I'm learning that I don't have to search hard for my worth just to prove I'm someone to not give up on. Valued and loved, I'm reminded that even one crumb of bread belongs to the whole loaf. Sometimes I don't understand the parts of me that give up so easily, but I'm of the cloth that sows resilience into the fabrics of myself. I just need to remember I'm already whole and that not even self-sabotage is strong enough to be my yeses. No. I stand firm on being fearfully and wonderfully made, the one who takes a look at perfection personified and claps. I'm still a work in progress, but I'm worth waiting for. So this next piece is also uh, a brand new piece that I actually started at the beginning of the lockdowns, and I just didn't get around to finishing it until, of course, a few weeks ago. And this piece is called Hospitals, Warehouses, and Brick Walls. This is an emergency room, and I'm the worst doctor in the ward. I'm the only Filipino in the clinic who's not an RN or an LVN. Heck, I'm not even a CNA. I'm the security guard walking with my hands on my jacket collars, trying to look important while taking multiple walks around the halls so my legs don't atrophy. I'm the guy who refills the vending machines at 3 o'clock in the morning, collects the quarters, and wonders why there's an arcade token in the collection cup. I guess that last pack of gum was free. Of course, there's only juicy fruit left because its flavor never lasts past the seventh chew. 
I'm the janitor who tries his best to do his job, but the patients, the patients, they keep leaving their trash on the floor and the can is just right there. I'm the flickering fluorescent light blinking strobe. I'm the flickering fluorescent light that drove down the hallways of this hospital at flickering fluorescent, flickering, flickering, flickering light. This is the best way I can describe my anxiety. My capacity to be even killed. Stripped from its foundation, the audacity of deep impressions attempt to dig deep into my cortex just to feel superior. Yesterday was Saturday. Or or maybe it was Wednesday. I don't quite remember, but I didn't get out of bed. The afternoon heat trapped inside of my room massaged my face without me knowing it. The sudden oily buildup of my cheeks and foreheads foreshadowed the slippery slope that yesterday prophesied. Yesterday was a lonely walk through abandoned warehouses, its joints cracked with every whisper of the westerly wind's enchanting whistle. Broken windows reminded me of the many sleepless nights I wrestled to keep my eyes closed. The metal siding cold like most nights, we all could smell rain coming in from the shore. It tasted like saltwater taffy, but not quite as sweet. It reminded me of when the gutters would flood and we would send down paper boats racing to the end of the block. The paper wouldn't last past Mrs. Ross's house unraveling into a soggy raft, but we were still up for the challenge. The starboard side waterlogged like my pillow after another night of trying to fight back fog-thick tears, battling my inner octagon fighters. I wish it was as simple as snapping back time and rewriting the rubble, but submission to the wrong things is something I know all too well. Limbo, uncontrolled urges, a glutton for punishment, greed, anger, heresy, violence, fraud, treachery. Sometimes Dante is my only friend and Peter isn't as rock solid as he was made out to be. I inferno my way through these abandoned hospital warehouses, left with a scalpel like Lammy in one hand and a Krylon can in the other, because sometimes these are the only comforts I know. I cut rhymes into bars, fire when I graffiti my similes and metaphors onto brick walls and kick drum snare hi-hats like scuba divers gasping for air. I rapidly ascend through the circles of hell that is my anxiety and shake the marble in the can to mist masterpieces back on tracks. I one, two, kick, three, four, boom, baps. I said a little prayer yesterday. It was a good one. For now, I'll hold on to it rather tightly. That was a Hospitals, Abandoned Warehouses, and Brick Walls. Uh, this next piece is one that I truly enjoy reciting. Uh, I, I actually have a video version of this piece that you can find on my website, DerekNgoy.us. And I'm really proud of it, this one, and it's called Stolen Kisses. Adam stole a kiss from Eve when he let her take the fall for his silence. When his once loud, controlling demeanor all of a sudden went mute. When Adam went missing, he was supposed to protect her, embrace her, speak up for her, die for her, be for her, love her. Adam was too weak to say a word to the serpent, ironic because God spoke words of strength into Adam's lungs. God breathed immortality into Adam, created in the image and likeness of God, yet Adam chose to deny his God-given ability. I guess his apple was more important than his love, so can we stop blaming Eve for Adam's shortcomings? Can we stop blaming women for our shortcomings? Because where I come from, the women are strong. 
My mother is strong. My sister is strong. My wife, she's strong. My mother raised two children while working just as hard as my father did. She gave up her teaching job to work on the assembly line because it's what was available when they immigrated here. She taught me how to pick up after myself and make my bed. My mother taught me how to make rice. She showed me how to measure out the water with my fingertip. My mother welcomed families upon families into our home months on end until they got back on their feet. It's probably where I get my generosity from. She swears that Vix is the cure-all for everything and Ma's are the reincarnation of my grandfather visiting us every so often in the wintertime. So I would stare minutes on end as moths would flap their wings slowly under the lamplight on my dresser. It's why I love a good urban legend, my mother. She believes in me. My sister, she's a whole lot smarter than me. She works just as hard as my mother does. My sister is resilient. She single-handedly climbed up the mouse's corporate ladder and grabbed its cheese, not even feeling bad about it, my sister. She's quietly strong and lovingly gentle. My sister is all the great parts of my mother, plus all the amazing tidbits she picked up along the way, my sister. My sister is a wailing trumpet, melodically loud in the most jazz-like way possible. She's fearlessly careful and meticulously calculated she. Of course, Marissa, my beautiful wife, Marissa, mother of my crazy litter of boys, she is my queen, but actually has power and authority, though only then, still now, and even more so tomorrow, powerful voice and infinite more times in tune than mine, she's creatively curious, adventure-seeking, loves the ocean as much as the ocean is why she don't take shit, can deduce a room full of lies, injects truth like serum, makes me want to be a better me, my wife. She's my dreams come true, my wonderful partner, my amazing supporter and co-leader at the same time. She is nurturer and warrior. She makes me want to slap Adam in the face for how he treated Eve. See, Eve, Eve may have bitten into the fruit first, but Adam watched and said nothing. Voyeuristic while death was his entertainment, made pies out of every bite, Adam. First life and first death all wrapped into one, so maybe, just maybe we can all be more like Eve. Eve, meaning to breathe, to live, helper instead of taker, lending a helping hand, willing to take the blame instead of giving it. And maybe, maybe we can help the atoms of this world rise to their responsibilities, actually make this world a better place. Maybe, just maybe, we can experience a little bit of paradise here on earth. And that was Stolen Kisses. And finally... This last piece is called Lamentation, and what it is, it's actually a series of haiku mashed up into one long extended piece. And so again, this piece is called Lamentation. Here we go. My slanted lenses, yellow stained from years and years of secondhand smoke, can still see clearly. It was never about the smoke, it was about you. Toxic like toxic, there is no simile or metaphor ample to describe the pain you've caused me. Empty chatter, selfish allegiance, you used to be pure. I remember when beauty was beautiful too. When ashes weren't just the recipe for rising above the carnage, you were beautiful because you were beautiful. You were beautiful. I remember when hopscotch was a big deal to you, you bounced nonstop. I remember when popsicle sticks became boats racing down gutters after winter rains would flood our neighborhood streets. I remember when you'd go home when the street lights came on and didn't even question why. Music was music. Tambourines were equally vital to the song. Okay, maybe not, but you rock them anyways. Truth is, I miss you. Sure, you're still filled with beauty. Double takes when you walk by. Goosebumps still. But you have aligned yourself with iniquity. 
desperately defending your stance more vital than the love for the least of these, love for all of these, position over people you flirt with control, you're no longer you. A faded version of your own shadow twinkling under the stillness, you are more country than you are humanity. I fear you're too gone. Alas, I have hope. I must hope. I have to hope because God is hope. Hope, if nothing else, is what fills my lungs with breath. Hope created this. Hope created all of this. And I refuse death, your death, when life breathes. Still, life breathing still. Your beauty, still. Your beauty, still alive, breathing. Well, there you have it, folks. My first poetry set in more than a year. I hope you enjoyed it. If this in any way blessed you, please take a moment to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at breathe.podcast. And if you can swing it, we'd love for you to be an executive producer of the show to help cover some of the costs that go into podcasting. Simply head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Derek Engoy. And we have four different affordable levels of giving. I'm sure one of them can fit your budget. And so until next time, be the light. Extend your hand in love and make peace with someone this upcoming week. Stay blessed and we'll catch you next time. Peace.